Hey girls, welcome to the Approach the Coach podcast. My name's Natalie Bonner and I'm the deep and meaningful conversation-loving host and life coach, here to provide some life advice and personal stories with a side of tough love to encourage you to be the best version of yourself. I'm here for you on the weekly as I believe anybody can change their life if they really wish to. I have and I know you can, so please stick around if you're looking for some inspiration and ideas to improve your mindset, behaviours, relationships and just life in general. Right, let's get started. Welcome back ladies to episode six and today's episode I'm just going to be talking about self-doubt. Now self-doubt is something that we all face. We all experience self-doubt. It's just simply doubting yourself. That's it. It's it's basically just like a threat or a lack of trust um, that's coming from within. It's your inability to maybe see your strengths and see your truth and see how worthy you are in a moment because you're just, you know, you're just criticizing yourself or you're judging yourself or you're in fear of not being good enough. There's a few ways in which self-doubt can show up. So I'll run through those. The first one is imposter syndrome. Ah. And yeah, you know what that is. It's where you think of yourself as a fraud when it comes to things like maybe your career or maybe like a sport you're playing or just anything where you somehow doubt your ability to do, be able to do that thing that you either enjoy or want to do. You know, have you ever felt like you're not good enough at what you do? Maybe it is that chosen sport that you love or maybe it's a career. Maybe you don't even love the job, but you just, you want to perform well. Most of us at some stage in our life experience self-doubt. In fact, there are studies out there that suggest that there's actually a higher percentage of women who struggle with imposter syndrome compared to men, especially in the corporate world. Like, have you ever wanted a promotion and you believed you weren't deserving of it? Or maybe you even already received that promotion, but you still didn't believe that you were actually worthy of it? And like, or maybe you believe that it wasn't even given to you because of your abilities. You were finding any other excuse like, oh, I'm lucky. Or maybe they just wanted to put me in so that they didn't put this person in. You know, that is imposter syndrome. You're still not believing that you're good enough for that role or sport or whatever it is. Even some of the biggest like singers and actors, celebs, they still feel imposter syndrome like Lady Gaga once said that sometimes she feels like she's still at school and she just has to pick herself up and get on with it for her fans and that just proves like we're all human beings we all feel this so knowing that I hope can help you through times of self-doubt and imposter syndrome so imposter syndrome is just that worry that we won't live up to the expectations that we believe now note that we believe that people have of us So even though that's just a belief, it's not actually real. It's not facts. Your thoughts are just thoughts attached to little clouds passing by for a second. And imposters, they're when you want to be good at something, you know? Because have you ever had self-doubt about brushing your hair in the morning when you're going to work? No. Why? Because you do it all the time. I mean, some of us do. But you do it every day and you're so used to doing it you feel confident in doing it and you don't even think about doing it it's just habit you probably can't even remember when you brush your hair because it's just so habitual and also you don't care like you're not proving yourself to or to anyone to be able to brush your hair so because of that there's no self-doubt right so self-doubt and imposter syndrome specifically is only there when you are 
wanting to perform well. It's something you either enjoy or something that you believe that you need. So a personal example is when I was in high school, we didn't actually have a netball team. So my school linked me up with a team outside of the school. And only one other girl from my school was there, but she was in like a different year. And the whole time I was training with these girls, they were so good, like super, super talented. And I just constantly felt like I didn't deserve to be there. And to be honest, most of the girls weren't really that nice either, which obviously didn't help. There was only a couple of them that did actually engage with me like the whole time, but I just persevered and I kept going, kept going. Um, One day I was doubting myself so much that I literally just broke down and run out of the court, run to the bathroom. I couldn't breathe. The coach chased after me and was trying to like calm my breathing down. I was like crying and crying so much. I had to call my dad. My dad came and picked me up and I'd only got normal when I was like back in the car, heading home. And what had happened there is that I was doubting myself so much that I then caused a panic attack. So even when you f- you want to feel the fear, right? And you want to face it, like I did. But also I was, had other stuff going on outside of the netball that had amplified my emotions. So that when I did push through it, it had went to a certain level that wasn't within my capacity at that time. And then my body reacted in a sheer state of panic. So so that was obviously like at the extreme end of self-doubt where I just genuinely didn't feel like I fit in and I didn't feel like I had support from the people around me. I So the netball players and I had other stuff going on. So obviously that was really extreme. So you want to be able to get to the point where you're able to manage self-doubt. It's not about eradicating things in your life. Like we will feel emotions. We will feel scared. That's okay. It's about feeling the doubt or the fear or the worry and being able to sit with that. So I'll give you a few tips later on to help you face your self-doubt and manage that. So where in your life have you noticed in your past or maybe currently that you've struggled with imposter syndrome? So take note of that and then listen to my tips later on that will help you navigate your way through those tough times. Okay, another way self-doubt can show up is through your insecurities. And everybody has insecurities, no matter who you are. Like, I can sit here and say, like, I love myself, I love my life, I love my friends, I love my family, blah, blah, blah. But I still have insecurities. Why? Because I am human, as are you, I hope. (laughs) So you may doubt yourself when you don't feel secure with a part of yourself, okay? So you can be secure in certain areas and then more insecure in others so let's say you doubt yourself when it comes to dating right then you think every guy you meet will just want something casual with you like maybe you're not girlfriend material that's your belief that you have well when there's an insecurity within you that comes from that a belief that you're maybe not worthy of a relationship this insecurity may lead you to behave in jealous and insecure ways and that all comes from self-doubt it's that lack of trust it's that lack of belief within yourself Is this threat from within? Now, I myself have struggled with this in serious relationships to the past. And if any of my boyfriends are listening right now, (laughs) they would completely vouch for my statements there because they all my long-term relationships knew that I had this jealous tendency. So, like, I didn't even realize that I had that many insecurities. And then when I was in a relationship, I became insecure until I started doing the work. And side note, when I refer to doing the work in all of my podcasts, which I will a million times, it just means the healing process, like healing my mind, body and soul, if you like, from past experiences so that I can become the best version of myself. 
So why is jealous self-doubt? Well, are you ever just jealous of something you don't want? No, you're not. Of course not. But just let's say it's you're in a relationship and your partner is out talking to someone of the opposite sex and you notice them and they were at the bar then and then if you're like me I used to just say oh I'm just overprotective as much as you want to sugarcoat it with a nicer term it doesn't take away from the fact that it is coming from an insecurity and although you may be doubting like the girl's intention or your boyfriend it's ultimately just you doubting yourself because you don't believe that you are good enough or worthy enough for your boyfriend to choose you Speaking of jealousy, have you ever watched TOWIE? And for my non-British listeners, that stands for The Only Way is Essex. They absolutely normalise jealous and insecure behaviour on national TV. It's <laughs> There is absolutely no wonder why young women thinking that chaotic behaviour is normal and to react in unhealthy ways is normal. You know, I moved overseas, obviously, I'm in Melbourne. And then when I watched an episode of TOWIE, I was like, whoa, like, this is insane. Like, the behaviour is so sad to witness that they're the the young girls, the way they talk to each other, the way they react to each other, the way they shout with their boyfriends, they scream, they raise their voices. It's it's really, really coming from a place of um, dysregulation. And to see, for that to be on TV... The younger women that are watching it, which it is obviously targeted at like early 20 year old women, they're going to think that that's normal way of being because these these role models that are on TV, hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram, they are role models, they're influencers, they're now influencing young women to behave like that. So instead of a young woman seeking help, maybe getting a therapist or a coach or just talking to friends and thinking, oh, what's going on with me? Why do I keep getting angry and getting violent? They're witnessing it from these people on TV and thinking it's normal, thinking it's okay. And it's not. It's not healthy. It doesn't make them bad people at all. I have been that person. That's why I focus on releasing toxic traits. It just, it's not great that it's normalising it. It would be good if the show could maybe get some of the girls to go therapy on the show to talk about their behaviour, to seek help so that they can normalise that instead. Anywho... Another way that self-doubt does show up is self-sabotage. And we ultimately self-sabotage because we're doubting our ability to stick with our goal. So we've got a goal in mind and for some reason something gets in the way of it. Let's just say you want to eat clean all week and then all of a sudden you find yourself binging on junk food. Okay, that's self-sabotage. Why? Because you ultimately doubt that you can even do it or you don't believe that you can do it or you don't believe in yourself to be able to do it, there are a million reasons why, you know, it could fall down to not feeling worthy, etc. But it also gives you an excuse to then criticise yourself, which ultimately is self-doubt. And for me personally, I self-sabotaged a million times. In fact, go back to episode, was it episode three, self-sabotage? Yeah, episode three, because I've, I've got an episode on that. So we'll delve in deeper into the self-sabotage there. But, you know, one of my own stories was that I recorded podcasts last year in 2021, but I just never uploaded them, you know, and I had this fear, this imposter syndrome came up for me, you know, and this self-doubt came up for me. And it was like, who who are you, Natalie, to upload podcasts? Who are you to help anyone? Like, 
I had all these thoughts running through my head, like, you're not special. Like, what makes you think people want to listen to you? Or you're not knowledgeable enough to help people. You know, all of these negative, these doubtful thoughts came up and it's so limiting and and it's so sad to think that I thought so many thoughts back then, which obviously still can come up now and I'll, I'll still experience more in the future. But when the really, when you strip it back, it's like, well, not only do I have a diploma in life coaching and hypnosis and NLP and all of these things, but most of all, I'm a human being. That's what makes me qualified. That is the most important thing. Like I'm a human being. Uh, 31 years on this planet and I can help anyone who is willing and able to learn and to listen to my experiences, just as you can help anyone. You can go out today and help a friend. You can go out today and help your your mom or your dad or your auntie or your work colleague or your sisters or brothers. You can help anyone. But why? Because you're human. We, we limit ourselves so much based on what we think is required you know from my age I think most people are the same that we thought like degrees were really important like the only way to get a good job is to get a degree which is completely which is completely just not the case like and it's just not required you can build your businesses from scratch you can work from home and build a business you can be an influencer you can be a youtuber like you know it's endless but anyways you know all of that came into my mind when I was doing all this I was like had so many like thoughts coming in from all angles which ultimately prevented me from uploading the four podcasts that I actually spent so much time putting into and recording and I just didn't upload them and now I'm ready and I'm uploading them and I'm here to help people why because I'm human so when we do experience these doubtful thoughts these thoughts that don't help us that don't serve us we just have to understand that it is, you know, self-doubt coming up. It is imposter syndrome coming up. It is our insecurities. It is self-sabotage. It's all of these things coming up to keep us safe. Why? Because I said it before and I'll say it again and I'll keep saying it. Our brain wants to keep us safe. It wants to keep us in our comfort zone. And every baby step you can take out of the comfort zone, you will find your life gets better. Okay? One more way that self-doubt shows up is through like indecisiveness or maybe even that constant need for reassurance. So, you know, indecisive, like one minute you're thinking this, the next you're thinking this, or maybe you just don't know what you want, you don't know what you want. It's like you're not trusting yourself because you always have the answers, like you always know. That's a big part of coaching. It's like we as coaches help you, but you have all the answers. We help you find the answers. So if you would be interested in understanding more about my one-on-one Elevating Your Empowerment program, then slide into my DMs or if you just want to ask me any questions about it, slide into my DMs or you can check out the website and just ask yourself, you know, where are you feeling indecisive? Because that's a pretty good signal that that part or area of your life is where a little bit of self-doubt might be creeping in. Cool. So where does self-doubt come from? Well, ding, ding, ding childhood nah but also it can come from like anywhere like as you grow up your whole life you can pick up self-doubt at any point in your life like most things right most a lot of our deep-rooted belief systems are like there from a very young age because from zero to seven years old that's our imprinting period where we really do absorb a lot from our caregivers and the experiences we go through and throughout our life we do continue to pick up on things we pick up on comments, we pick up on behaviours, 
yeah, so, you know, when we experience trauma, it's not just in the mind, it was stored in our body. So uh, throughout our life, we're constantly picking up things. Yeah, it could be as simple as like one comment, like that can change the course of someone's life. One tiny comment could install some self-doubt within you. Maybe you were an athlete and you felt like you failed, or maybe you were an academic and you felt like you failed. And honestly, you pick up on everything, like everything. Your brain is like Siri. Hey, Siri. (laughs) Hey, Siri. What is the subconscious? In psychology, the subconscious is the part of the mind that is not currently a focal awareness. (laughs) Not to self. Change Siri to a new accent. I've actually got her set at Irish. Irish is like such a nice accent. So... Um, If you didn't know, you can change it. (laughs) So yeah, the subconscious, the part of your mind that is completely unaware, as Siri advised, it's super stealthy. It's always listening, just like Siri. It's always listening. So no matter where you are, what you are, that's why I mentioned the thing about the TV. I don't have a TV in my house because all of the news is being stored in the back of your brain, sitting there, setting your fear response to a constant. And... Yeah, so it can happen at any point throughout your life, right? Self-doubt can be installed. Obviously, as we get older, we have stronger beliefs and we get tougher, more resilient, and it can still affect us. If you go through a relationship, you know, anyone that's had a toxic relationship or when you finish at the end of a relationship, when you end and it's not in a healthy way, like the things that are said and heat moments, they can all install self-doubt. Just these little comments that you have with your partner if you're in a romantic relationship and you're having a fight or something. So yeah, it doesn't stop at childhood. So one way to build confidence, which would help with self-doubt, is actually just to do that thing, right? It's to just do it, regardless of how you feel. Like I said, feel the fear and do it anyway. And you don't want to get to a point where, like me, where I had my first and actually my last panic attack. You want to be able to talk about the doubt. The more you store things within yourself, the more shame you breed. Because you're, if you're not sharing it, there's a reason why you're not sharing it. You're maybe afraid of others to see how vulnerable you are. You're maybe worried that they'll judge you. You're maybe so embarrassed of your doubts that like you, you just can't say it. You know what that does? That breeds shame. So the more you can share it with your closest friends the the better it will be for you why because problem shared is a problem halved and you want to let go of assumptions you know you want to look at the facts what is actually happening I also had other doubts about my podcast, like, oh, my friends at home, maybe they'll see me differently, maybe they won't think I'm the same person, you know, because I haven't seen them in a few years because I've been over here and I I had worries that like, oh, maybe they'll judge me or maybe they'll be confused with who I am now. And at the end of the day, if your friends do judge you, then you're not your friends. And absolutely none of my friends have judged me. They are so supportive. Like the messages I've had from them, it's just been insane. But I'm just highlighting that because even though I am obsessed with my friends and I've got built amazing relationships, I really pride myself on the relationships that I've built all over the world. And at times, you know, when we're doubting ourselves, we doubt others because it's a mirror. It's a mirror. We're, we're only noticing what we think we can see in others because we're feeling it about ourselves. We can only see it in others or think that we can see it in others, even though it doesn't really exist because it's just a thought in our head, because we're feeling it about ourselves. 
So just let go of assumptions. Let go of what you think is true and just look at the fucking evidence. Look at the facts. If you don't start managing your self-doubt, it can escalate. It can get worse, you know? It can slip down into maybe anxiety or depression and you don't want to get to that point. You want to be able to talk and express and share so that you can have that release and you can work through it. And just remember, you are normal. You are healthy and you are whole, regardless of your thoughts. Okay, so what can you actually do today to handle your self-doubt? Well, you want to be able to accept that having self-doubt is part of the human experience, like I said before. Reminding yourself that you aren't your thoughts. Just choose to throw them in the ocean. Throw them in the ocean! (laughs) You want to be able to accept self-doubt. Just manage yourself when self-doubt does come up. So you want to be seeking evidence of things where you are good at something. So let's just say, for example, me with my podcast. Let's just say I was to doubt myself in a month's time. And I'm thinking oh no, like, I'm not good, like, or whatever thoughts will come up. Then I'll just look back at my podcast, listen to them and think, oh, this is really great. Like, I wish I listened to this when I was younger. Or I wish I knew this when I was, like, 10 years ago. My life would be so different. And then look at the feedback that I'm getting from people and read it and say, whoa, okay, it's helping people. Or they're enjoying it. They think it's great. They've learned this and this and this. And, you know, that is looking for evidence to prove otherwise. So, yeah. And remember, the brain works through repetition. So every time a judgment does come up, whoa, this is your challenge. Challenge alert! (laughs) To flip the doubt around. So just say the complete opposite and see what happens. So for example, let's just say you go to a social event and you're feeling scared or nervous and you want to talk to someone new. Because you feel that they won't want to talk to you, you think it'll be awkward? I used to get this a lot. I used to like make up this fake scenario in my head like, they're not looking at me because they hate me or whatever bullshit story I I, uh, made up. But now it's like I quickly flip it. So I want you to do the same. So I want you to have that thought, that self-doubt that comes up and that's fine. Accept it, cool. It's just part of the human experience. And I want you to say the opposite in your head straight away like, Boom. If you haven't heard of Mel Robbins, she does this five, four, three, two, one. For anything that you're really struggling to do, try that out and check her out if you haven't done so already. But just think of that, like you can even use that here. So if you're thinking, this negative thought comes up, this thought comes up and it's not serving you, five, four, three, two, one, change it. Boom. Just say the complete opposite. So in that scenario, I'm thinking, oh, I'm nervous to talk to someone. They won't want to talk to me. I'll just turn around and be like, okay, flip it. This person actually wants to talk to me. They want me to conversate with them and it's going to be a great experience for us. Boom. Then just go up to the person and talk to them. Honestly, if you do this for the next, just say even three days, see what comes up for you. I think you'll be surprised as well with how often you doubt yourself because we're just living on autopilot and I just, most of us aren't aware of what is actually going on, how negative we are to ourselves at times and the things that we actually say to ourselves on the constant is pretty alarming once you become aware of it. And just remember, self-doubt is just a sign that you have to work on an area. It's a great sign. It is honestly, when these things are highlighted to us, it's amazing. It's like, oh, I actually want to work on that part of myself now because I keep making the same mistakes or keep coming up the same patterns or keep self-sabotaging or whatever it is for you. 
We want to be able to notice that. And self-doubt is a way, if we start looking at it and when it comes up for us, then we're like, right, I can work on that. It's a great thing. It's amazing. And also, is self-doubt all bad? No. If you think about it, right? Have you ever just, like, created a presentation or created, like, a big email or something and then reread it, like, five times? (laughs) I know I have. (laughs) Even sometimes I'd send it and I'd reread it. I'd be like, oh, my God. Hashtag perfectionist alert. But um, yeah, like sometimes self-doubt is good because it can give you that motivation, that drive to do better, which is great. So just ask yourself when you're using self-doubt in situations that is good, that's in a help, and it's in a helpful way. And then also ask the question, are you doing it for yourself or are you doing it to please someone else? Because that's something entirely different. Okay, cool. So I hope those tips have helped and please do share this potty with anyone that you think it would help. I want to spread the word, you know, help as many people as I can and whoever you think that could be done with listening to these podcasts in any way, shape or form, just send them through to them. And if you have anything that you've taken away from this podcast, I'd love for you to let me know. So just slide into the DMs at Approach the Coach on Insta. And before we finish up, as always, I'm going to say the one thing I'm grateful for, which is, which is, I went along to this breath work on the beach this weekend and and I had some friends come with me and we do like breath work, meditation, then swim the ocean and in Melbourne it's like ice right now so it's freezing but you also feel so alive and then like the group as a collective just go back to this co- cafe afterwards and get some coffee and we connected with other amazing girls, ladies, witches, goddesses and like it's just amazing you know one of the girls was saying to us like oh if you're speaking my language like and it's so amazing when you click with people that are like just you're just vibing the same like your energy's high you've got the same things in common the same mindset it's just it's amazing it really is so I'm glad that I can go to places like that and connect with people there's so many opportunities in Melbourne there's so many events there's so many like virtual people here and you know we're all just humans that desire connection love and fun so they are my three favorite things and they were all included in my Saturday morning so that was amazing so I'm super grateful for that and yeah we'll wrap up there I feel like I've went really fast in this podcast today so yeah I hope that was easily digestible for you all and I as always send my love and I hope you have an amazing week ahead which I'm sure you will you can let me know slide into the dms please I would love to hear about your week about your self-doubt about what your challenges are right now so hit me up and yeah cool so take care earth angels and I'll speak to you next week I'd like to finish this podcast by acknowledging and paying respect to the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples in the land of which we gather today and pay my respects to their elders past and present. Thank you. (laughs)